This is episode number 290, From Pain to Purpose, with Madalena Diash. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements, first one being an invitation to our upcoming conversation that takes place every single Friday at 10.45 a.m. Central Time, hosted through Facebook and LinkedIn Live, where we explore the connection between one's personal narrative and the topics of resilience, appreciation, grief, gratitude, and many other topics. If this is of interest to you, please consider visiting our website at overcomingodds.today, where you'll be able to find the latest details regarding our upcoming conversation. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Maria, welcome to the show. Hi, hello. How are you, Ola? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for um, thank you for joining me on here. And and the reason why I wanted to have you on here, and I, and I'll kind of set up a little bit of a backstory mm-hmm. for how you and I connected. And I was literally telling you before we hit the record button how, for me, this is probably one of I don't know top five, top ten craziest ways of connected <laughs> with someone. And that's um, I was I was hiking. I'm doing the uh, Camino de, de Santiago. And I was looking for a stamp. And remind me, what's the name of the town? Azambuja. Azambuja. Okay. And I was looking for a stamp in Azambuja, and it's Sunday. And I guess nothing is open on Sunday, or like yeah, very you ran into a Chinese store, <laughs> 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 and the restaurant speaks English. And yeah. The, the, the sir said, "You know, follow English." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like this. And I speak English. Can I help yes. you? something like this and you literally were you were the first person standing in line and and then you know you had mentioned how you you have this restaurant and if that's the only thing i was looking for was the stamp and and i kid you not actually that story has somewhat repeated itself in the other towns it's been a challenge to find these stamps and i don't know if it's because um it's like a select number Mm -hmm. of places where you can get these stamps or if I'm not asking the I right think question. People, I, I think people don't understand what you're asking when mm. you, you, you're looking for stamps. I think it's not usual in small towns. People can buy to ask for stamps in the way to Santiago. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it's an, an un, unknown, uh, still an unknown uh, yeah. project or, or yeah. something that you do that we don't understand. I understand because I, I went to Fatima once mm-hmm. uh, walking also. So uh i i met a lot of people like you a lot of person like you so i understand what what you were doing <laughs> and i when i saw you with uh, your backpack uh, huge backpack and saying can can i ask one question because we have a lot of people coming here like you so for me mm-hmm. it was easy to, to identify it so yeah it's okay it's, yeah no i'm and- glad i can help you 
I'm I'm glad you were able to do that. And and so that's one of the things that I've encountered in uh I think I'm in San Santerium. Santerium? Santeria. The Santeria. one you said uh, I went to this town, it wasn't the name of the town, it was the the place in the town oh, that you yeah. went. Remember, <laughs> yes. I went to this town. We don't have a town with that name. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'm glad that we were able to connect and and I was very fortunate to have heard bits and pieces of kind of your story and the history yeah. of the restaurant and you know also add value in whatever way that I can. And 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 that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this space for the two of us to explore this farther because I found it so fascinating how you had encountered this hardship in your life and I'll let you uh, tell the story so I don't butcher any of the details in between but then you were able to turn that into a sense of purpose which is a restaurant that you yeah. have in Azambuja so for anyone that's going to be listening and passing through it feel free to stop by there and you know towards the end maybe I there's would, a way you can I if I yeah. can help because it was very hard for me to it's still hard for me to mm -hmm. go on, but uh, this, this, uh, what I did, what the choices I made were very, very helpful for me. So mm -hmm. I think my story can help other, other people to move on. You know, I think it, it will be great to share with you. So yeah. You. Could you maybe backtrack and fill in mm -hmm. some context as far as what was that event? I, I'm familiar with the event, but anyone that's listening okay. to this is not. And then I'll from there, you. then okay. you, you started the Camino to Fatima, which was for, so for anyone that hasn't hiked this particular journey, A, um, I'll speak from my experience because I can't speak for anyone else's, but it is extremely challenging. It is a lot yes. of hiking. It's a lot of processing and it's a lot of time to reflect. And so I'm kind of yes. curious from like your lens, when you had that event happen in your life, what was that hike to begin with? Uh, I did that hike because I was in the, the scouts. Uh, and uh, I was with the little children and I went uh, with them. So I, I went not with the purpose, but I went with my aunts and my mother. Mm -hmm. It was maybe, I think 20 years ago or 22 years ago. I went because I, I wanted to, to participate in the, in the walking. It was, I was not with a, with a, a gold or something to, to certainly didn't for. have a certainly didn't have a heavy bag like I did did you no I didn't <laughs> I didn't it's more closer it's, it's only maybe 70 80 mile, uh, kilometers not miles mm -hmm. kilometers so it, it's more it's more it's a short walk <laughs> um and uh I went to that uh, that in that day went to Fatima um, by foot with my mother and my group of people and I went because I just wanted to go with them. So three months uh, later, my mom had cancer, the breast cancer. And I, I asked, why did I went? And this is what I went because I wanted. And then this is what I received. And then she, she uh, had a bad time, a very bad time, because she suffered before with the traumatic depression. Mm. So it was very, it's very hard then she had the strength to turn around things uh it was a very difficult part of my life but she she had the strength to to move on uh and then she got cured and uh, she she became all right it was uh, then i understood that okay i went i was grateful i didn't went with a with a purpose i went 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was grateful because maybe because I went there, she get well. So mm. I I think in a, another way. I I always try to see the positive way mm-hmm. of life because life is too hard mm-hmm. to for us to to uh, in a, any diversity uh, diversity of your life. If you get down, you'll be even more in the the, mm-hmm. the bottom. So you have to turn things around. So that part went well. Um, in uh, last year. Uh, with because of depression, because of the COVID and the isolation and uh, all of what we've been through in the whole, in the whole world, it's not only here in me. Uh, and I speak because uh, and I have to share it because there are many many people like my mother. She uh, got isolated, and we didn't understood because she looked like she was well. And she committed suicide 14 days before she was 60 mm. and 15 days before I was 40. So it was, it was very difficult. And what I did was um, turn my life around, try to see one more time in the hardest way how to move along. And I found uh, a purpose. Now I found a purpose. I opened this restaurant and I opened it here in Azamuja in this exactly place where I'm now, I am now, because uh, I found out it was the only reason why I opened the, the place here. Uh, because I find out I found out that this was the house where my great grandmother lived, or, or my grandmother's mother lived in this house. Oh wow. That became a restaurant. Okay. And she was um, a sewer. She used to sew all the, the clothes of the people here around. And uh, I opened here and I named it Tashku de Ilda because Ilda was the name of my great grandmother. So that's kind of a, a way to get over and have this goal to, Mm-hmm. And it's a purpose to move on and somehow remember all this and my mother and, and what she did for me. And I think she's very proud right now. So, Did you ever find that, that within your journey when you were, I'm curious to hear, like, what was that process like after you had found out that she's no <clears> longer <throat> here? Were there elements of like guilt or or anything like that from your end that i wish i would have done this or i wish i would have done that sorrow guilt um is that a it seems like a pretty surreal moment to lose a parent like that it still is it still is because i know she's not here but Mm -hmm. it feels like she's always in some some way Mm -hmm. somehow because there were three uh irish ladies i i think i told you this Mm-hmm. Three Irish ladies, uh, maybe in the 60, 60, 70 years old. We were closing the restaurant and she, they were staying uh, next door uh, for sleeping. And they went uh, to the restaurant door and asked me for some wine and to, to relax a little bit, three glasses of wine. And uh, the restaurant was closing, but I... I bring her, bring them in, shut the door, and uh, pour some wine to them. 
and give them some olives, some bread, some butter, that what we have uh, uh, at the moment, and, um, and uh, some desserts. And they had a good time, and I share with them my story like I share with you, Oleg. Mm -hmm. So, because I know you have a purpose, you are going for a, a tremendous walk in mm -hmm. <laughs> a path. It's, it's very difficult. And, and, and I know that during this path, uh, we think a lot of things. We, we reflect about our life, our, our purposes in life. So I share with them the same that I share with you. And they told me uh, that then they, when they get to Fatima, they will say, they will say a prayer for me. And two days later, I dreamed with my mother mm. and she was smiling, telling me that don't be afraid. I will help you and everything will be okay. So that's, um, I think it's the, the good part of sharing, you know, you mm -hmm. give something and you get something back. And if you give something good, you get something good back. So mm -hmm. I think that's the purpose of life is being there for each other. That's why what we are, we are human beings, we're not machines, so we should mm -hmm. share and we should be uh, there for each other. I think that is it. That's the way I, I do it. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I was listening, me. I was listening to an audio book today as I was hiking to the town that I'm in and a couple of things that I learned a because of the time of the year that I'm hiking this, there are very few people that are hiking ahead of me or behind me. And I was listening to this audiobook, And one of the things that the author had said was he was talking about this concept of life. And he had posed this question. He said, what gives meaning to life? And the way he phrased it afterwards, he said, it's the willingness to live. And I find that interesting because a I'm, I've been doing this, I don't know, for however long, but I, you and you're doing the same exact thing. And I look at your life and I look at the circumstances that you had faced. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you could have gone one of two ways. You could have gone one other com complete opposite direction, or you could have done what you're doing now. And, and so I'm wondering, like, at the end of the day, what keeps you going? Like, where do you continue to find the hope and inspiration okay. for the day to day? My mother gave up. I don't have to give up like she did. So because... Besides my mother, I have my father and I have my, my child, my kid. I have a little girl. I have my family, I have my husband. And it gives me a lot of strength. Very, very strength. Is the, the one, he and my, my, my little kid, my little girls are the most important. And my father and my family, my grandfathers are still alive. My grandfather and my grandmother, the, my mother's dad's um, wow. and mom, dad and mom. So it was terrifying for them to understand that their daughter passed away mm -hmm. because naturally we go first. Yeah. We go before our, our kids, our, our child we will, will always be our kids. Right? So I think, I think it was a very, art process but i'm i have to thank to everything and everyone that's they, who's still alive mm -hmm. that they are there for me i had very tremendous 
difficulties in the beginning of the restaurant because I couldn't find people to work. And my aunts and my cousins, they worked with me night and day, day and night, mm. just to help me go through this, this dream and follow, follow ahead. So I'm grateful for each day and for each people that are in my life. The good and the bad ones because because we have to join with the get together with the good mm-hmm. and with the bad one we learn with them and we try to make them better somehow because it's not because they are bad if i'm going to be bad for them too mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that that way i, I think uh people that are not very uh nice for us it's because they are suffering for something else, but mm-hmm. they, they don't have the, the ability like us or like me to get over it. So um, I try to help them always. I suffer with that, but I try to help. I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I can't do harm to anyone. Uh, I try always to help because mm-hmm. I can see and everything, everyone has something good to offer. Even if you don't, you don't understand that you have it, but we always have something good in us. We just have to find it. What makes you believe that? Why do you think that's true? Because I deal with the hundreds and thousands of people. I was mm-hmm. teaching classes to kids that were uh, from families that were not uh, very healthy families. <laughs> And so I always tried to help and I, I always tried and got to get the best in them and try to give them a purpose in life. Okay, so I think it's, there's something above us, uh, like God or something that guides us. So besides that, we have to look for each other because God doesn't have time for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We, we can pray, we can get help and have faith, but we have to do everything for our life because if we don't do it, no one else will do it. Mm-hmm. We have to believe in us to believe in other things. We have to believe in us because God believes in us. So I think we have to be there for each other and that's, that is it. Mm-hmm. Do you think, uh, I want to go back to an earlier point you made about suffering. Do you think suffering is a choice? Suffering is not a choice. You don't think it's a choice? You have to go through, you have, you have to go through the suffering mm-hmm. for you to be able to uh, over, oh, how can I say it? You have to suffer so be able to move on. Because mm-hmm. if you don't suffer, you don't know what's wrong with your life. Mm-hmm. Or what? What made you feel like that? You have everybody suffers. I seem happy, but I'm I'm suffering. I have uh, a purpose. I have a goal in my life. I have a relation. I have a family. I have everything to be happy. At the eyes of other people, I'm a very a fortunate people person, and I'm I'm happy. I show. I have a, a, a restaurant. I have to look like I am happy for everyone and I smile to everyone, but I only, I know what I suffer inside, what I have to deal with, with, but I have to go on with this suffering through other people's good, good vibes or something, because 
if I'm nice to other people, I'll get back a smile. If I mm. be rude to other people, other people will be rude for me. And I, I know that I, sometimes we are kind to people and they are rude for us. But everyone's different. That's one of the so things I, I cannot. Go ahead. I cannot um, rule others' worlds. So I but I can rule mine. That's one of the things I've noticed about just my my brief time in Portugal. Well, brief time can be here a month, maybe longer, but how kind the people are. Everywhere I've gone, I've met I've been met with nothing but kindness and generosity. And and I wonder if to a degree I'm attracting that because that's who I believe I'm on the inside. So the people I attract are very much alike. And so I, I wonder if there is an element to that kind of like law of attraction, so to speak, you know, you, you get what you, you receive, what you put out there. And that, like yesterday, for I example, I was, um, yeah. I stayed in uh, uh, Valada. 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 Right? Yes. And si, si. Uh, the person that I stayed with, just the incredible human being um, helped me around and, you know, even helped us do like, laundry and everything in there and gave us all these tips and pointers and I was just so blown away by his generosity and he said a similar thing to I think what you said and that's he believes that at the end of the day people are good people and especially here they have good hearts and so sometimes he made this funny thing but I think there's an element of truth but he said sometimes you look at, at different people and you may not be able to tell by their face whether or not they're good or happy, but on the inside, there's got to be an element to it. So I just find that interesting how he, him, however far away from you, believes a similar philosophy of life that at the end of the day, people are good. I think it's because of uh, here in this, this region, we went through a lot, uh, maybe 100 years ago, people didn't mm -hmm. have anything to eat. And uh, they live with the generosity of the neighbors. So if they didn't live in community, they wouldn't survive. I think that comes very long time ago. It's not now. It's something that is in us. It's a part of us. We are a very small country. And we are divided in very small uh, towns and regions. And uh, when you go uh, in, the interior, in the interior of Portugal, not uh, a touristic place, not Lisbon, not uh, Algarve, but when you came to this, this part of Portugal, you find these same people because they were very poor people. They lived what, for what the land gave to them, like uh, potatoes, cabbages, uh, one chicken had to feed 20 mouths, so. <laughs> It was very hard. We maybe in a in a very small town they had a pig. Everyone fed the pig, and when they killed the pig because they didn't have refrigerators, the meat will rot. Mm. So they fed the pig. They killed the pig, and they will uh, give the the meat to everyone in the community. They have one stove, one stone stove, when they bake bread. Uh, light the, the stove one once a week and they bake bread and the bread the bread sorry and they uh, spread for all the communities so i think it's something that it's a part of us for a long time ago 
we lived in community for a long, long time and for very, very years, many years. I find that to be fascinating. That's why the mm-hmm. I that's what I find to be fascinating is that the more outside of Lisbon I gotten, I experienced a completely different side of culture. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. meeting people like you and everyone along the way that is just like I, I I don't know if I shared this story with you or not, but I was at um, a metro uh, somewhere. It was somewhat near Lisbon right before I think I started the hike. Might have been in Lisbon. And uh, I didn't have the metro card. I didn't know that you were supposed to keep oh, the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I just throw it away each time and go to the kiosk and like buy a new one. Well, this time around, the kiosk was closed or like the person went on lunch and this woman spoke zero words of English, literally went around the whole metro yeah, the- asking, <laughs> yeah, asking people for an extra card. And I, that's where it kind of clicked for me. I was like, wow, regardless of the language barrier, people are still going to go above and beyond to help someone in yeah. need. Yeah. And that I find that's like, true. it's just fascinating how that works. We try to help in any way. So, mm-hmm. what are some ways that people can connect with you and learn more about your restaurant? Actually, if you could give us some details, like about the restaurant, where it is, and things like that. So, in case there are any other uh, Camino de Santiago travelers that might be listening to this, they could stop by it. Okay, if you if you are going to Santiago or Fatima. It is a long you know, journey, by the way. <laughs> it's a long journey, by the way. We'll be starving, so you can... <laughs> when you pass through Azambuja, you can see the restaurant. It's, in, it's um, a small garden near the, the road, the main road. So it's very easy to, to see from the, the way that you're traveling. Uh, the name of the restaurant is Tashku de Yilda. It's art for me to say it in another with another words only so we only close on sun, on mondays sorry we are closed today i'm here because i have to work every day uh, and uh we serve the lunch dinners and the afternoons in the garden so they're always open except for mondays you're very we are all very welcome to our restaurant and is there a way people can connect with you outside of it, like LinkedIn, Facebook, like anywhere like that? Yeah, we have uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. We have a website. I don't know where you can write Tash Kudilda. You got the name. When yeah, you we'll got, include you it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, some ways to, some places to sleep in as a Muslim also. Uh, we have uh, a house. It's called uh, Casa da Rainha. It's where the, the other Irish uh, ladies uh, slept the other night. Uh, you have a, a local a local uh, sleeping. So I don't know what to say more. Plus three, five, one, two, six, three. I don't know the number. Sorry. <laughs> we opened three weeks ago. So <laughs> it's all new for me too. But I will tell you. So plus three five one country and then two six three one four two four three zero. Okay. Mm, yep. We have nice food from Ribatejo and very nice wines from Ribatejo also. By the way, I'm the chef, so I will cook for you.
Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next time.